0: gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrive market.com slash truth talks. You're listening to truth talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of His Word so that you can live for Him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Okay, who's ready for a fiery episode, and I mean fiery. I have my amazing friend Anna from Anna Moritz over on Instagram and her own podcast. We're talking about the dangers of manifestation. This is the secular idea that the world is trying to push down our throats of, you know, building the beautiful and most perfect positive vibe kind of life that we want. Anna and I are digging into scriptures and talking about the dangers of it and how it really contradicts God's word and all these other amazing things that we need to talk about. We need to open up the conversation because these worldly ideas and secular viewpoints can be very, very sticky. So stick with us. Make sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Miss Tara Sun and at Truth Talks with Tara so I can love on you and reshare it so that we can get this word out to more people. Also, if you haven't left a review for Truth Talks with Tara, please make sure to go leave a star rating at the bottom of Apple Podcasts. Write a little note as well and submit that and just share what God's doing for you on the show. I love you and I'm so thankful we get to gather here to know love and live God's word. Here's my conversation with Anna. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. You have been Such a sweet friend to me for a really long time, and so not only am I excited to talk about this conversation today, but just to have a conversation with you, Anna. So welcome to the show. Would you please introduce your lovely self to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you're passionate about, all the awesome things. Of
1: course, Tara. You are so sweet, and I have adored you for years. Just everything that you're doing, (laughs) the ministry that you've started has just been honestly incredible because I feel like I've gotten to watch like the journey of it unfold and it's just been amazing and I'm so excited to see what God is going to do you know to further your ministry. So I just I love you. Um, (laughs) Same with you. Love
0: you right back.
1: (laughs) You're so sweet. Um, But my name is Anna Moritz and born and raised in Arizona. So I've been here my entire life and like we were just talking about it's already 115 degrees here. So I'm hiding inside with my AC blasting, and that is probably where I'll be for the rest of the day. Um, But I am married. Me and my husband have been married for almost six years. We got married on the 4th of July, so this coming 4th of July will be our six-year wedding anniversary. so. So sweet. We're super excited about that. And no kids, but we have two crazy toy rat terriers, so they keep us Entirely busy, like they are little dictators of sorts. They they control our entire <laughs> household. One's five pounds and the other's twelve pounds, and they rule our entire lives, which is hilarious. But I um, work wise. So back in January, I finally left the mortgage industry of eleven years. Um, I decided eleven years was long enough to decide that I didn't like something. So after a ton of prayer, I left that back in January to. Um, start a faith-based wellness brand. So, that's what I've been doing. It's completely different than pre-qualifying people for home loans, but it's been <laughs> it's been amazing and I feel like for the first time in my life I'm living in a way that actually requires faith. And I would never given like my work life to God before and really felt like he had called me um, and was pulling me towards this. So it's been kind of a crazy ride since January, you know, following this new path. But it's been really, really neat to see God's faithfulness. So I've been writing Bible studies, just started a podcast. Um, so it's been really good, really, really different from like the nine to five, you know, numbers, just numbers all day, which is what I was used to. So it's been completely different, but a huge, huge blessing.
0: I love that. It's been so cool to see what God has done. Like, I know that you have been doing um, some stuff with your brand and online and ministerial kind of stuff, you know, even when you're working at your other job. But it's been really cool to see how God was like, hey, you're faithful in this, um, but I'm calling you into something else. And I am so excited too about the new podcast. I love it. Um, You and your husband are literally the most dynamic duo ever. so (laughs) So sweet. It's it's so so fun and really bold, full of truth, um, which sadly is hard to come by. Which I think it's been awesome that we've connected. We've known each other for years via online. And what's really cool—that's like always drawn me to—is you just how bold and um, just unwavering you've been to the truth. So um, we're gonna get more into that um, and talk about you know kind of like relate that to our conversation right, today. Right. But. <laughs> Anna, I would love to hear a kind of a random favorite you're loving. It's my favorite thing to ask people before we start the show, maybe a product, whatever, so that we can maybe find something new for ourselves too. (laughs)
1: Oh, for sure. So I was just asking – well, I was just hinting towards my husband because I'm thinking he's going to go get me this after we're done chatting. But I have found – I'm not even a huge like sweet person or chocolate person, but there is this chocolate bar called – the brand is called Honey Mamas, which sounds ridiculous. It is so <laughs> insanely good and it's honestly a chocolate bar that's actually healthy like there's no refined sugar in it or anything like that. It's like coconut oil. There's I think some chunks of coconut. There's it's like sweetened with like raw and filtered honey. It's the best thing ever and it's a little bit pricey. The only place I've been able to find it is Whole Foods. But it is so good, Tara. It's called Honey Mamas, and my favorite um, flavor that they have is mint. Which I feel like either, people Ooh. either love or hate mint, cho- mint chocolate, but I am obsessed with it. Yeah, so that yeah, one's yeah. my favorite for sure.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I am a big, like, tried and true, like, chocolate fan. But honestly, like, all of those ingredients sounds delicious, and I am that person who loves mint chocolate. Like oh. mint chocolate chip is one of my top like three favorite ice creams. Like everyone knows that I love that. That literally is making me hungry. Oh, you have got
1: <laughs> to try it. It is amazing.
0: Okay. I totally will. I had a Lindor truffle before we recorded this because I like, had like a chocolate craving. But oh, I need good. to go to Whole Foods and, and try to find it. I know, right? Um, But I need to go find it. And everyone listening, you need to go find it. If you see it anywhere – Grab it, try it, tag me, tag Anna. <laughs> we want to see how you like it. <laughs> That's, That's literally so amazing. Oh, I'm the biggest chocolate fan. So I'm it, really yeah, down to try this. This is amazing.
1: Got to try. It. And another one too is I um I've been vegan for like eight years and I've just started to introduce um some dairy back into my life to see how it goes. And so mm-hmm. another like very favorite favorite of mine is Greek yogurt and raw honey. And that's nothing I love new. That. I feel like people have been doing that for years, but it's new to me cuz I haven't had actual yogurt in 8 years. So, that's another
0: one that I'm obsessed with right now. I live off of Greek yogurt. That is that is my fuel. Oh. That's my gasoline. Um I literally like Michael makes fun of me because that's like all I have for breakfast every morning with some granola or something and I mean, I think I could probably turn into some yogurt or granola because I just I eat it all the time. I think it's just what I'm made up of at this point.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I yeah, I'm quickly becoming that as well. It keeps you full for so Mm -hmm. long. I'm just like kind of blown away by it. No, I'm absolutely obsessed, right there with you.
0: I love it. I love it. Literally some of the best favorites. (laughs) I'm so thankful you shared that today. (laughs) Uh, it's literally such a fun way to start the episode. But um, as far as the conversation we're having today, I have been really, really pumped about this conversation. And I know it's one that there's a lot of interest and intrigue around right now. And that is this idea of manifestation. So I've actually mm-hmm. had a lot of people message. I had an episode about progressive Christianity, and then people are like, okay, let's talk about manifestation. Let's talk about all these other things. So um, before we kind of dive into what it looks like, you know, um, friends listening, Anna has been a huge voice on social media to me when it comes to speaking out Against manifestation and against progressive Christianity and all these other things. So that's why I wanted to have this topic or this conversation with her. So, Anna, before we start, you know, like I said, you've been super, super vocal and bold and like speaking the truth and love on these topics. So, like, what really prompted you, you know, to start speaking on these, creating videos and episodes and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like It's been on my heart for quite some time, but since entering kind of the world of social media, that's when it became really clear to me that there's just a ton of confusion um, in the Christian world about, you know, dabbling in the dangers of new age practices, or maybe some people kind of stumble into it, not realizing what it is. Um, But it just Mm -hmm. really, especially on social media, because I feel like you, you get to see so much of people's beliefs. And of course, it's just like little snippets of what they're doing. But you get to see a lot of it in a short amount of time. And these sorts of things just kept popping up everywhere I looked. Mm -hmm, And I felt really just impressed upon my spirit. Like, okay, there is truly just a lack of the spirit of discernment, of true biblical teaching and authentic fear of God. Like it's missing. Like it, it seems to be missing from a lot of circles and even some churches. And I don't think that necessarily all of the Christians that are dabbling in this stuff are necessarily seeking the practices out in like a blatant attempt to dishonor God. But I think kind of a mixture of water-endowed preaching and neglecting to be in his word every day causes a lot of the people to be, you know, unaware of what they're doing. And I saw that
0: time and time again. That's so, so good. And especially because, I mean, social media plays a big role in that. And like you said, it's seeping into our churches, it's seeping into daily conversations, even maybe people that you can think of in your family, your friend circles, Mm -hmm. it's everywhere. And so what I think What I think is important about this is that it's really sneaky, and I'm sure that you will talk about this more and you've seen it, like this idea of New Age practice, um, very secular kind of stuff, manifestation like we're talking about today. It's almost Mm – it seems harmless. It seems um, just kind of subtle, but actually it's one of the most dangerous things ever. And so – just want to be able to talk about that and I really think it's an important conversation not because it's trendy on social media but I mean this has been around forever you know even even in old oh, testament yeah. days forever so you know let's dive in from what you've read and seen, what is, you know, the world's definition of manifestation? I mean, I've had conversations with people that are like, well, people use the word manifestation of like the manifestation of God, which is a whole nother thing. But we're talking about this idea of secular manifestation. So Anna, would you mind breaking that down? What it is? What does it entail? All the things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's essentially, and I feel like it does kind of vary based on who you'll ask, especially if they feel kind of confronted with it and they're maybe defensive of the practice, they might kind of, you know, twist little bits and pieces to match kind of their agenda of it.
0: Mm-hmm. But essentially, yeah.
1: it's, you know, the law of attraction is basically what it is. And that gained a ton of traction, even in churches and in Christian circles, when the book The Secret came out years ago, that infiltrated churches like mm-hmm. crazy, which is honestly just kind of wild. And it still hasn't really gone away. It's it's like it's making some sort of comeback. Um, And it's the belief that you can usher things into reality just from focused and repeated thoughts. And sometimes some action, like maybe um, a vision board, visualization, you know, of the things that you want. But a lot of people feel like this practice works because they believe um, there's like different energies that you're giving out and Mm -hmm. focusing on and they feel like those things have legitimate power. And It's kind of tricky because I I have to agree that manifesting does have legitimate power, but I don't think it's because that specific person is actually manifesting anything. I believe demonic forces are behind the scenes, um, which I think Mm. we'll get into a little bit later, a little bit deeper. But I think that's really scary. And I think... The fact that so many people are drawn to this sort of thing proves that we can't be satisfied by the things that we can see. Like we have a pull towards the supernatural. We were created to have that. But it's Mm -hmm. so important to know that we cannot be partnering with the enemy to, to kind of quench that thirst. It has to be the Holy Spirit always.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Truth Talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com Truth Talks. Yeah, 100%. I really appreciate how you made that distinction. It is really, really evident. You know, once we realize that is actually happening in our, in our lives and in our churches, um... I mean, I even have a conversation with someone the other day and they were talking about positive vibes and which, I mean, yeah. you know, we all jokingly say the word vibes and things like that, right, but, right? Um, just how it just, it really has become a part of people's lives and it's actually a really, it's kind of a nice, like honestly to a lot of people, it's this nice kind of thought it says like wow if i yes. am positive and not negative then things are like things that are good are going to happen which like at first glance like i wouldn't blame anyone for believing that's pretty good right um right. but you know there's a lot of danger behind it and this idea or lifestyle you know may seem ac- attractive at first but like you said there's forces there's these ideals that are really against the lord so you know, I think a lot of times people like this idea of manifestation, because it's really like, you know, empowering, it's really like, boss babe kind of vibes. You can, you know, just command the life you want. You can do all of these things Um, as long as you're doing, which is there's a big issue there. It's really empowering, really freeing. But, you know, like you said, there's a danger in it. So let's unpack the danger in manifestation um, that kind of goes beyond it. So what does God's word say about this philosophy and really other secular philosophies?
1: Yeah, of course. And really quick, I want to touch on what you said because I loved you mentioning like the positive vibes, like just keep positive and everything will be fine and this and that and whatever. I feel mm-hmm. like the enemy loves to like sprinkle truth in whatever he's doing here and there so that it seems really appealing and can at first glance align with scripture. And so to right. kind of go along with that, like I think it's important to realize, um, I think it's Philippians four, eight that we're called to keep our thoughts on what's, you know, true, honorable, just, Mm -hmm. pure, lovely, whatever, you know, is praiseworthy. There's all these things. And so like all of that is good to have our thoughts there, but we can't be, you know, quote unquote, manifesting material things through those thoughts. Like that was never the intention of it. So the positive thoughts, like in general, the positive vibes, those are, well, not the positive vibes, I guess. I don't like that term specifically, but those, those things aren't, you know, inherently bad, but what people do with it can become quickly distorted and unhinged and no longer following scripture, which that's like the fine, like Satan tries to create
0: like all these gray areas where it's like,
1: oh no, Mm -hmm. like just
0: stick to scripture, just stick to it. Right. And I think that's that's what he does. He the, the enemy manipulates a lot of really good things or good intentions or seemingly um, like okay things and he really like gets his way in there and then suddenly we're, we're caught in the spiral of like really wrong, uh, misinterpreted, um, not stuck to scripture, you know, beliefs. So super, super Right. Super absolutely.
1: Key. Okay. But back to your question, like the dangers of manifestation, because you're right. It does seem super attractive where I know there's a lot of people, even Christians, you know, some probably even listening to this thinking, you know, why, why is this bad? Like, why is it bad for me to want good things and this and that? But it's Mm -hmm. really, really important to realize that this practice, it, it caters directly to the desires of our flesh. And it mm. seeks to steal our focus completely off of the one true God, which is like that's, that's where it needs to be. For any sort of like stability or good to come, you know, from our life, our focus has got to be on the one true God. And right, it essentially right. redirects it onto the idol of manifestation. And I think it's important to call that what it is because it is an idol. Like people start to worship it in a way. You know, if God, you're not doing your job, I'll do it for you. And it becomes an idol in people's lives. So I think the dangers of it, I think there's a ton of dangers, but we're not called to love, you know, the world or the things in it. And so when our focus is essentially, you know, shifted away from our creator and onto a practice that's there to specifically, you know, help us indulge in the things of this world, that's a huge problem. And I think a lot of people think, you know, oh, as long as I'm not hurting anybody, it's okay if I, you know, dabble in this or that, mm-hmm. i getting what yeah. I want. And maybe it's good things, but... There's, um, I've been studying a ton in the book of James. It's my favorite book, the Bible. And James 4.4, it it actually tells us that having a friendship with the world means being an enemy with God. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds really harsh, but it's true. Like I didn't say yeah. it, scripture says it. So you right, have to right. take it seriously. Like you don't have to agree with me, but if if you're a Christian and you love God and you wanna go after you know, everything God has for you and God's truth, you have to take that seriously. Like if you are having a friendship with the world or the things of this world that makes you an enemy of God, that's that's heavy. That's deep and something we've got to take serious.
0: Yeah, 100%. I it's really sobering, but like in a really good way to remember that and I love that definition that you gave from from the start. And you know, I was thinking when you were talking like this isn't something, like you said, that God created and it was not a system that he created. And so I think bottom line, right? right? I mean, if if we walk away with anything mm-hmm. from this episode or a few key points is that it's not a system God created, so it's not something that we should be walking in, right? I mean, like you said, sometimes, sometimes people would manipulate it and say, oh, well, God wants us to dwell on things that are lovely and pure and just. Um, but like you said, we're kind of taking Um, all the responsibility onto ourselves. And, you know, that kind of leads into this really cool idea. Anna and I were talking a couple of weeks ago when we were planning this episode and she came up with a really, really good point on this whole idea. And um, we had a conversation about how manifestation can lead us into thinking that we are God ourselves or that we're playing God. So Anna, I really appreciated Mm -hmm. your perspective when we were talking. So would you mind just expanding on this thought process a little more?
1: Absolutely. I think – just as people. And we, I think we all do this at certain points. So I, I feel like we can all empathize with each other a little bit, but we all get impatient with God when things, you know, maybe aren't panning out the way that we want them to, or with the timing that we want it to. And sometimes when we're not really careful, we're tempted to take the matters into our own hands. And I think the enemy is smart enough to know that when we're in that you know, mindset and heart posture that if he dangles um, a practice like manifestation, a lot of people will take that bait. And that's kind of what we're seeing is people are going, oh, you know, God's not handling this in the timing that I'd like him to. I think I deserve this, you know, that or whatever. And so something like this, you know, presents itself and they decide, oh, you know, what's the harm? And they start to dabble in that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, people have got to understand that manifestation is something that honestly, it claims to put you in control of your life and, and the reality that's around you, you know, it puts you in control of that. And to its core, like, doesn't that remove a need for a savior? Um, if you can control your life and your reality, what's the point of, of Jesus and him dying for you? And I think that right there proves that this practice is demonic to its core. And, you know, another thing is, is like when we're, when we're in a practice like this, we're essentially trying to override God, play God, be above God, you know, whatever you want to call it. And for anyone that's kind of on the fence about it, like, please just take a second to remember, like, who else did that? Lucifer, like Mm -hmm. Satan did the same thing. Like he, he wanted to be God. That was like the first, that was even like the first lie in scripture is, you know, do you want to be like God? And it's, You can't do that. And so we can't be telling God, no, 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 step aside. You're not doing your job correctly. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. I can do it better.
1: (laughs) Like that's, I think a lot of people think, you know, I'm not hurting anybody. Like I said earlier, I'm not hurting anybody. What's the harm? But, you know, God doesn't want pride in us. And playing God is very, very prideful. And it removes the faith in God that we're called to have. And we know from scripture that it's, it's actually impossible to please God without faith. And so for, you know, practicing something that literally removes our, our need for faith in God and places it in ourselves instead, that right there sums it up of like, no, this is, this is not of God and this is not something he wants you to participate in.
0: Yeah. I mean, literally that's a word right there, like super, super straight to the point. Like it's literally an issue of pride. It's an issue of I mean, even if we're not really realizing it, like I have been guilty of maybe not necessarily realizing it you know, that I was thinking these thoughts of manifestation, but more just trying to take control over my yeah. life and take the, taking the steering wheel. And, you know, one of my favorite verses, Luke 9, 23, God actually said, if you want if you want to come after me, meaning if you want to be my disciple, if you want to be a true follower of me, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want just a lukewarm follower. He said, if you want to come after me, you need to deny yourself, which means die to yourself, which yes. I mean, really means like getting rid of things in your life and releasing personal control over your life like that is one of the hardest things i believe that jesus said and that he calls us to every single day but that's what he said he didn't say take control of your life take the steering wheel i'm just gonna be up here in the sky and i'm gonna be distant and away from you right like yeah i mean he literally said give me control. And, you know, I think a lot of times we, we get, we get under this idea that even, even the most, you know, pure of Christians and people who have known the Lord for a long time, they think God's just this dictator and he wants to, you know, just kind of control us. I said, but you know, when I think about it over my lifetime, he deserves the power and control because of who he is and because of what he's done for us. And Mm -hmm. more than anything, he wants to give us a better abundant life, you know, like John 10, 10 says. So Oh, you're so just remembering, spot on. I think just remembering that is so important, right? Like, I mean, what Jesus said was hard, you know, to release personal control. But that literally goes against everything that manifestation says, you know? Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think it's important to remember, too, like, we're the creation, not the creator. Like, we don't we don't yeah. get to create. Mm-hmm. That's his doing. And I'm not saying we can't be creative. Um, I think creativity is a wonderful thing. But that's totally different than attempting, you know, to summon a new reality for yourself. And, right. Right. And we some idea, like his thoughts aren't our thoughts. His ways are so much higher than our ways, and his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. Like we don't, we don't want the things that we can, you know, dream up for ourselves because we're mm-hmm. we're going to end up putting ourselves short. And I really believe that when we, anyone who's like trying to manifest something you're essentially trying to replace God's authentic blessings with like a cheap demonic counterfeit. Like you're, you're not getting ahead in any capacity doing that. You might think that you are, but something that you think is good for yourself, you know, that you're trying to create or usher in might be your undoing. And so really just trusting Mm, God in that is so, so important. Like there's there's safety and protection and abundance in releasing things to God and his timing.
0: I want everyone to go back and listen to that again. <laughs> like I'm just over here, Anna, like nodding my head. That was so, so, so good. Like literally, like you said it straight, like it's, you know, I mean, I think in, in the temporary moments that we're in, we think, you know, our ways are better and, you know, it's like how could God possibly right. have anything better than what I'm planning, but just really realizing it's like, man, I'm missing out. Like if I, you know, take my own ways and I want to manifest these things and I'm given into all these things, like really I'm I'm like cutting myself short off of the blessings and off of the life that God called me into, you know, like speaking to, mm-hmm. to speaking to believers here. So I just I love that. And I think it's such a good reminder just to remember that God is like just so much more. But amen. No, not to. Yeah, I mean, that is so encouraging to me, girl. You're bringing the word. I am so I'm so pumped. But um not to get too, you know, quote unquote scary um as we kind of transition, but you mentioned kind of how there's this idea of, you know, maybe demonic roles that are at play with manifestation yeah. or secular viewpoints that um can really, you know, instead of getting us closer to the Lord, can actually Um, invite just evil and um, dissension and even a lot of like sin into our lives. So um, would you just kind of explain what that looks like and dig a little bit more into Because I really think it's important as believers to be aware of what we're allowing into our lives. um, Because like we talked about earlier, it's easy just to let things slip. So um, let's talk about that.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think first and foremost, it's important that everybody really Meditates on Ephesians six twelve, it's such a perfect reminder, and I, I think we need mm-hmm. to be reminded yeah. this, you know, more often than not. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, like it's not. And in this world, we get you mm-hmm. know caught up in thinking, oh, what we can see, that's what we're against, but it's not. It's actually against the the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, which I don't think is something that we should be scared by when we read that. But I think what it should do is really wake us up to. The reality that we need to be on guard. We need to be on guard with the things that we cannot see, and I think a lot of believers um, they're just not fully aware of the demonic realm that we're, you know, quite frequently encountering, and it's because mm-hmm, it's unseen, yeah. and and it might be because maybe the church they go to doesn't really touch on it, um, or maybe they're not in God's Word every day, so they're not understanding it's there. But it's, I mean, it's talked about pretty heavily in Scripture, so it. It is a very Mm -hmm. real thing. Like there is a very uh, real demonic and heavenly realm operating all around us on this earth. And when we decide to partner with a practice like manifestation, we're giving the demonic realm an open invitation into our lives. And what's important to understand is when you're partnering with a practice like that, you're inviting that into your life, whether you're intending to or not the intention that you have, you know, oh, I'm going to do this for good. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay. It's not hurting. It doesn't matter. It still gives people or it still gives the demonic realm that open door and you do not want that open door there. And I just, Mm -hmm. I wish, I so wish that more believers took the stuff seriously um, because there's a lot of different, you know, you can call it occult, new age practices, whatever that are creeping Mm -hmm. into the church. It's it's certainly not just this one. Uh, There are plenty And they're all very appealing to our flesh. And there's a reason for that. Like you're taking the bait and that's something you've got to take seriously because we know from scripture that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so all of these things, while they may feel, you know, really um, beneficial in the beginning, you know, instant gratification. I think that's another part of it too, is we really live in a culture that values instant gratification. And that's something that um they think oh i can i can control this myself i can do it quicker than god i can do it quicker than anybody i'm just going to manifest you know whatever the thing is and it's like no you have to understand that those things don't come you know without strings attached you know if if satan's pulling the strings on the other side it might seem good in the beginning that's how he lures and gets you there but there's very real things on the other side of that that you don't want to encounter and I know a lot of people mm-hmm, yeah. don't like this, but I really think that a lot of stuff is a little bit more black and white than we'd like to admit. I think as people, we really love to find gray areas almost as an excuse to, you know, oh, I I can dabble in this and that and it's fun and I, I don't have to miss out on the things that this culture is doing. And it's, no, like... We're either glorifying Christ by what we're practicing or we're partnering with darkness. Like there's there's really not an in-between with that. And I've heard a lot of people say, no, that's too harsh. You can't say that. But I think it's Matthew, um, Matthew 1230, I believe. And it's when Jesus is saying, anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working mm, with me wow. is actually mm-hmm. working against me. And it's like, that sounds pretty black and white to me and i think it just means that we need to take things more seriously and i know a lot of people too feel like oh i don't want to talk about you know anything demonic that's dark that's scary and you don't need to you know necessarily be meditating on that consistently but being aware of it is really really important and i think there's a lot of different things that people end up doing where they're inviting things in without realizing um or, you know, exposing themselves to different things, maybe even some movies, music, stuff like that, where, you know, there there are things that are getting into your head and into your heart that you might not realize you're letting in. And um, just to really guard yourself in that way, having the full armor of God on is so, so important. And uh, when I was younger, I don't talk about this a ton, but when I was younger, I there was a season in my life where I was just furious with God. And I had a lot of, um, anger and just upset with my biological father. And I ended up putting a lot of those feelings onto God, deciding, you know, like, God, you're Mm -hmm. not my protector. You're not trustworthy. I felt, you know, a lot of these things. And, And I was really just taking what my biological father was making me feel and putting it onto God. I know that now, but then I didn't. And I didn't feel like God protected me. And I remember, it was honestly, it was terrible. I openly invited the demonic realm into my life for a season because I decided, okay, God, you're not going to protect me. Let me see if something else will. And it was dark. It was horrible. It was scary Mm because I know there are some people that think still, even though scripture talks about, you know, all this stuff that it's not real, I can promise you it is. After inviting Mm -hmm. that into my life, I mean, for years I struggled with severe depression, promiscuity, eating disorders, self-mutilation. There was a period of time where I was cutting myself like every single day. I plan to end my life on multiple occasions. Like these things are very, very serious. And I think it's just mm-hmm. important yeah. for people to realize like, no, like th- there really is a lot going on in the unseen realms around us. Um, and we really need to take what we're dabbling in, you know, very seriously. I, I was very captivated by spells curses i you know, from like a pretty young age because of different movies and shows i had watched it planted in my seed of like it planted the seed in my mind of like oh this is a a fun thing that i can do no like that is dark and very very real and so i am so thankful that god set me free from all of that when i finally you know surrendered my yeah. life to jesus yeah. he set me free from all of it and i i'm just I don't even have words for how grateful I am, but I just want to share that because I think a lot of people think they can have one foot in and one foot out and still be okay. But once they realize the seriousness of it and you know how extreme it can get, no, like you need to not just be passive about this. You actually need to be running far from darkness and into the arms of Jesus always. like You can't just be passive. You've got to be actively fighting against it and moving yourself towards Christ. I just, I think that's so, so important with any, any practice, manifestation Mm -hmm. and anything. And there's honestly more than I can count different new age practices (laughs) that I feel like are being encouraged by some churches, which blows my mind. And so just being in God's word every single day so you can tell the difference is just a must. It's a must.
0: Yeah, so good. Thank you so much for sharing a little snippet of your testimony and just like what a sobering reality it is. I think, you know, we don't have to go through it to to realize it and um, just thankful that God, you know, like really got a hold of you. And uh, redeem that part of your life, but you know this—you know—a call of a disciple, like what I've been learning in my Bible study, is not lukewarm. Like you said, it's not one yes. foot and one foot out. You know, it's um, it's wholehearted devotion. It's um, being set apart for God. Um, and if we're not, and if we're not careful, um, these things happen. And you know, again, not to, not to be scary or, um, gloom and doom, but just, I think this is important to just at least have an awareness of it, you know, to have an awareness of things that are going around. Because I think from there, um, if we're really sitting with it and we, you know, we talk about it with the Lord and we, we learn more from his word, I think, um, he'll start to make it more, more real to us. And you really hit on, on that, you know, when you finished, um, up just a few minutes, moments ago about getting into God's word. And that is, um, discernment that is about building the gift of discernment Mm -hmm. and this idea of discerning or knowing understanding differentiating between light and darkness between truth and evil and so that in itself is the biggest way to, you know, if, if you're listening and you're not really sure, like, okay, like, I don't know if this is new age. I don't know if this is secular. Um, that's the biggest way to kind of, um, differentiate there. Um, and we have it at our fingertips. We have a constant relationship yes. with the Lord and prayer and the Bible at our fingertips. And so just taking advantage of that. But, you know, as we close this episode, um, it kind of goes hand in hand with that, you know, um, I just love to hear, um, some of your practical encouragement and wisdom on this. You know, I think a lot of times when we um, fall into this idea of manifestation or we give into other secular views, we do it because we want to control our lives. Like we talked about, we do it because, you know, a lot of times we don't deep down, it's hard to say, but we don't really believe that God is sovereign and that he has a better plan. I mean, I've been there too. So, you know, what would you say to someone who is struggling to really trust God first and foremost, you know, as as the one truth and you know as the sovereign provider that He is.
1: I would say I think we all go through different seasons of this, so you're not alone. Don't feel like there's something wrong with you if you're struggling um, to trust that or trust His timing. I think uh, the good news is is all of those answers are in His Word, um, but just know that you're not alone mm-hmm. in that if you're feeling that way. Um, I've certainly had times in my life where I, you know, struggle to trust God. And I really have to check myself and my thoughts and remember that, you know, he's a good father. He's a good father, and he wants his best for me, not my best for me, but his best for me, which is so much more than I can even fathom. And I think we really miss out on so much when we try to accomplish things on our own power. So it, it first mm-hmm. of all, just always having that top of mind is so, so important. And, you know, my husband and I, we, our struggle right now has been, we haven't been able to have kids. We've tried for, it's been almost three years now. And I'm sure there's some people who would encourage me to, you know, manifest a pregnancy, but I don't, I don't want, (laughs) I don't want anything for myself that God doesn't want for me. And just know that whatever you're going through, there's protection in his timing. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't ever, you know, maybe feel sad about it or have some pain associated with it but it does mean that once those feelings creep up you choose to push them out like we have to take every thought captive and submit it to Christ we have to and when we get into that practice it changes everything and I mean we have to be willing to say no to our flesh even when it doesn't make sense to us and just choose to surrender Mm -hmm. to you know and choose to surrender daily, I think is the point. I think sometimes people think like, okay, like I surrender to God's will and plan for my life and someone will just declare that. And if that sticks, you know, for your whole life for you, that's fantastic. But I think most of us need to actually have that mindset and make that choice on a more daily basis. I think when we do that, it's in our mind, top of mind. Okay, no, I submit this to you. And Something, um, mm-hmm. I don't do this every day, but there are certain seasons in my life where if I feel maybe like God's not, maybe if I'm not hearing him, because I do believe, you know, he's He's speaking to us a lot of the time. But if I feel like I'm not hearing him or my heart's just not aligned with him, something that really, really helps me is in the morning time before doing my ba- my daily Bible study, taking communion just at home. And that can be super mm-hmm. simple, but just remembering his sacrifice having that set the tone for your day it, it's incredible and so if somebody's kind of struggling with that that's not i'm not saying put in this practice in some legalistic way another thing to check off your list right i'm saying right. in a way that it it really does help you to remember okay no jesus he died for me and and i i never have to be separated from him because of what he did and it it just changes. It changes your whole day when you do that. So I, I would actually recommend that practice. I think that's very important. I think praying, actively praying very regularly that the Holy Spirit would align your heart with God's is something that not enough of us mm-hmm. pray. Um, even if, whether it's you know what we're wanting in life, like God, like please align my heart with yours so that if this isn't your will for me, if this isn't your heart for me, I won't even desire this thing anymore. And I think that helps redirect us in a lot of different ways too. And the biggest thing that I've been noticing lately um, is that every, geez, every fear, every struggle that I have, I can actually link it back to a character – about God, that I'm not believing in, that I'm struggling to believe. Mm. You know, if I'm fearful yeah. about yeah. finances, I'm realizing, okay, I'm not trusting that He's a good Father and that He's my provider, like He promises that He is in Scripture. And so, actually, mm-hmm. taking the time, I would really encourage everyone to do this. I just did this recently of just going through, you can Google this, whatever, you know, Bible verses that address God's character. And actually have a list. List those things out. So when you start catching yourself feeling you know, fearful of fill in the blank, whatever fear you have, whatever doubts you start having, so you can actually go back and go, okay, what character trait of God am I struggling to believe right now? And then you can go read the verse. And so you can kind of train yourself to replace any lies that you're believing with God's truth. I think that is so, so powerful. And of course open your Bible every single day. That is going to make more of a difference in your life than I really think anything else. It changed my life when I started opening God's word every single day. I think people not being in scripture is why so many Christians are being deceived right now um, and are you know mm-hmm. ushering yeah. all these practices yeah. in it with welcoming, opening arms. And it's like, no, 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 no. We are supposed to like, very much close the door to those things. And I, I really think it's because a lot of people just don't know. And so if their pastor's not talking about it on Sunday, and that's their beginning and end of you know mm-hmm. what they're hearing right. in scripture every week, that's just not going to cut it. And just learning to know and love his truths, so you can really live it out. I and mean, it'll change everything. And I really think if people choose to do that, they won't even be enticed by manifestation or any of these new age practices anymore. They'll be disgusted by it and really wanting to place their faith in who it belongs, which is Christ and Christ alone.
0: Oh my gosh. So, so encouraging. I appreciate every nugget of wisdom that you just gave us and encouragement. It's just all truly like about being rooted in the word and being back to what God says. And it's, it's simple in that way. And it's just taking it day by day, you know, it can seem overwhelming, but it's like you said, taking it day by day and, um, not being legalistic, but remembering why we're doing it, you know? And, and, you know, friends, honestly, if we have a genuine heart about it, you know, God is going to build that discernment in us. He's going to build that love for him and that distaste for anything that's not of him, you know? So like, there's just so much hope there, but Oh my gosh Anna thank you so so much. I I can't just thank you enough and feel more grateful for your friendship and oh just to hear and witness and just to see what God's doing in your life. So Just thank you so much for pouring out here and being willing to talk about something so deep. You know, uh, before we close the episode, um, I would love for listeners to connect with you and and Cameron and what you guys are doing too. So share some social media links, share about your podcast. Where can people follow and find you? Of course. So first of all, and this is kind of silly, but people
1: often have a hard time looking me up because they misspell my last name. So my last name is okay, not yeah. <laughs> Mortiz, it's Moritz. And you remember that because it's like, Ritz like the cracker. So my husband has learned to say that Love all it. the time because growing up, apparently all of his trophies say Cameron Mortiz on it, which is not correct. it's um, funny. Oh my god! And it sure. happens all the time. I've done it a couple times where I'm writing my name out and spell the last name wrong, which is super goofy, but. Oh my god! I know. so. Silly, but I'm definitely most active on Instagram, and my handle there is just Anna K. Moritz. And I'm a little bit on Facebook, um, just Anna Moritz is the page. And then we, we're so excited. We just started our podcast, it's on Apple and Spotify right now, and it is called uh, Transformed Living. And it's just all about pointing people to biblical truth and giving people tools to really transform their lives through biblical truth. Um, And we just really strive to have the theme be throughout all of it. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind like that. That's what transformed living was based out of. So we would love to have you guys there. And then our website um, is just kmoritz.com, And I will have my first Bible study ever up there soon. So, so excited about that.
0: It's going to all be about the
1: book of James, which is one of my very favorites. Oh my gosh.
0: I am so excited to hear that friend. Wow. I cannot wait to be a part of it, take part and um, we'll totally direct people over there. If you want to hear more, I know that you're aching to hear more. Subscribe, subscribe to their podcast, hang out with them, all the good stuff. Uh, just so blessed by you friend and thankful that, that you're here and that um, again, just get a witness what God's doing in your life. Just love you loads.
1: Oh, Love you so much, Tara. Thank you for everything.